Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash profane argument, or click the Audible link in our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPad, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, April 11th, 2017. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I am Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. We stream live on YouTube with uh, Tuesdays, starting around 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and if you would like to uh, join us, you can message us on Twitter at ProfaneArg. This week, some topics that we will be discussing on Profane Argument will be Republican Atheists... Uh, Neil Gorsuch's impact on the Supreme Court and some international religious news. But first, we have some more questions about the Bible. Uh, you guys, you guys prepared? Oh, right. I got this game figured out now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been studying and we have to have a chat. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so again, I asked these questions to point out some of the silly ideas that are in the Bible. And, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Uh, so, Ian, you're first this week. All right. Question number one, what is the Mosaic law, that is law passed down through Moses, what is the Mosaic law punishment for being handicapped? Possible answers are, ooh, you ooh. will be stoned to death. Classic. You must, you must sacrifice two additional doves on the altar. You're not allowed in church, or you must bathe for two months before entering the tabernacle. Gotta be A. I mean, that's just classic. That's classic Spartan rules. <laughs> I'm gonna go with stoned to death. Garrett? Oh, I think you're trying to trick us. I'm gonna go with two additional doves. Wait a minute. Being <laughs> handicapped is a punishment? It's punishable. You can, yes. Impure. I can't say anything more because uh, that gives something away. Yeah. Well, I have to go with Ian and the classic stoned to death. It's a, it's a classic. <laughs> really, why stray from what works? <laughs> while uh while that is classic uh no everyone gets this one wrong you are not allowed in church <laughs> if you are handicapped uh-huh. whoever he be of thy seed in their generations blah 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 that hath any blemish blind or lame flat nose Ooh. or anything superfluous that man broken-footed broken-handed or crook-back or dwarf Blemish in his eye, scurvy, or scabbed, or have his stones broken. You can guess as to what they're referring to there. Mm. Uh, these people shall not go into the veil or come to the altar because of their blemish. Hmm. So act wow. right out. Correct. That makes Was sense. this like a sickness thing? Like they didn't want people getting sick or they were just like... Or is this like if you, if you choose to be... Like, like when you choose to be gay or you choose to be <laughs> handicapped, you should be punished for it? I think... Uh, I don't know. Maybe a combination. Um, it probably was partially a we don't want everyone in the congregation getting sick and we don't have any idea about germ theory. Oh, right. So... I see they've let this, this rule go by now. They're, they're letting the uh, cripples in and the midgets... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, not as far as I'm aware. Uh, second question. According to the Bible, when may a husband have sex with his wife? A, as often as he likes, she is his property. B, not during her menstrual period. 
C, as often as he likes until the first son is born, then by mutual agreement, or D, as often as the wife allows? B. Yeah, B. B was not not when she's menstruating? Yeah. Yes. B. Correct. <laughs> okay. Apparently that one was too obvious. <laughs> so no, uh, no change in points for anyone there. So <laughs> the third question, how should you feel? <laughs> and again, this one's just silly. I think, well, in any case, how should you feel? When you dash babies against rocks, what? <laughs> the answers are nothing. It's all in God's hands. It depends if the babies were guilty or innocent of sin, uh. ashamed or happy. <laughs> Ian? This is an easy one. <laughs> no, he just said it was a silly one. Oh. Yeah, silly. Dashing babies is silly? Mm, what was what was two? One was One was God's fault. Two was, what was the second one? It uh, depends if the babies were guilty or innocent of sin. Mm, I, I'm wrong, but I gotta go with C. Hmm. I'm gonna ashamed? go... Ashamed? Yeah, C shame. was ashamed? Hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna go with D, happy. That was That's right, right? Yeah, D, happy okay. is D. D, D was D, happy, yeah. correct. Can a baby sin? I'm not sure. An unbaptized child is cursed with original sin. Right. And if it's crippled in any way, yeah, that's bad. That's sinning. I'm going to go with A. You shouldn't feel anything. It's God's will. <laughs> hmm. And the answer from Psalms 137 is happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're sending him to God's what? arms. Happy shall he be that taketh and dasheth the little ones against the stones. Because hmm. you're sending him to be with God? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I just... no, they don't follow that up with an explanation <laughs> yeah. as to why. But why? <laughs> So the story is, if I remember correctly, and I might be wrong about this, it was a message to people in a foreign land. I think it was Babylon, who they're 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 going to be destroyed. The Babylonians captured the the Jews and took them as prisoners and slaves. And it was to the Babylonian women saying that you are going to be destroyed. You should be happy to smash your babies against the rocks so that they don't grow up and be like you. Oh. So, I think. So this was happening so often, they were like, we should probably make a rule or something about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was in the Psalms, so it's not really a, a rule. Oh, okay. it's, you know, well, but. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you're a baby, you can't go to hell. Well, that's Catholic dog. Oh, okay, that's true. Okay. Fourth question. How many generations were there before Jesus? Possible answers. More numerous than the stars. 144,000. 412. Or 62. 412 sounds nice. Yeah, that sounds... Yeah, 412. I don't even know what this question is, or I'm just going <laughs> 62. How, how many generations of people existed before Jesus? Oh. All right, 62. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is 62. Uh -huh. Hey! hey! <laughs> Um, of course, we know that the Bible got it wrong by two orders of magnitude. There were more than 62 generations before Christianity. The uh, the Homo sapiens have existed minimum of 100,000 years, which would be at least 5,000 generations. So, uh, Last question. What Christmas tradition is expressly forbidden in the Bible? A, singing carols house to house. B, exchanging gifts. C, Christmas trees. Or D, Kissing under the mistletoe. Christmas trees. Garrett? Mm, kissing under the mistletoe. I'm going to go with exchanging gifts. Okay, the correct answer is Ian got it. Christmas Damn trees. It. Woo! <laughs> 
Congratulations. Learn, according to uh, Jeremiah, learn not the way of the heathen, the customs of the people in vain. One cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of thy hands of the workmen with the axe. Uh, They deck it with silver and gold. They fasten it with nails and hammers. They are altogether brutish and foolish. (laughs) Interesting. So the origins of the Christmas tree is... Prior to the Bible. Well, yes, and, and mentioned in the Bible. Yes. Interesting. And yet they all get Christmas trees now. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> right. absorbed it. That's what they do. Even though Jeremiah calls you foolish. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no change in scores. Uh, I think everybody got two questions correct. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Wait a minute. Ian, Ian Karen got, What did Karen ahead. get right? I didn't get one. Well, I got the same one everybody else got. Yes. One and the, the number three. Whatever number. Yeah, she was, was happy about smashing babies. Oh right, smashing babies. <laughs> oh, that's right. Shit. <laughs> right where I started. <laughs> See, you should be happy when talking about smashing babies. It's the Christian way. Mm. <laughs> All right, on to uh, on to some state news. So, first off, looking at the state news that was going on, I got tired of all the bathroom crap. So yeah. I, I I I didn't put anything in. But be assured that there are states trying to make it so that LGBT people can't go to the bathroom outside of their own home. <laughs> oh, even if you're just straight up gay? Oh, well, I, no, or, probably not. Primarily right. trans, yeah. But we have to pr- think of the children. We have to protect mm. the children. No, not the children. The little girls. They don't the give a shit about babies. It. Yeah, they don't give a crap about the little boys. Just the little girls. So instead this week, I'm starting off with a few uh, positive notes. In Chicago, Illinois... There, a federal court had has ruled eight to three in the seventh U.S. Uh, Circuit Court of Appeals that the civil rights law prohibits discrimination of LGBT people. So they have ruled in favor of the LGBT employees and said that uh, workplace discrimination applies to them as well, and you should cut that out. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's a federal court, so that holds some weight. I mean, is the next step after the 7th is the Supreme Court, I think. That is true, and it probably will go there because in Atlanta, of course, mm. a three-judge panel has ruled in the exact opposite um, three weeks ago. Hmm. So there's conflict between the states, and it's likely to that one of them, if not both, will be appealed and might head to the Supreme Court. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or such. <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> uh, in a minor victory in, of all places, Iowa, the Iowa House, an atheist got to deliver the uh, invocation. Yeah. Was this an ongoing battle uh, in Iowa? Yeah, it, it, Iowa's a regular in our in this segment. Okay. First ever secular invocation. Uh, it started off with, instead of closing your eyes and bowing your heads today, keep your heads up and your eyes open to be fully alert in this moment. <laughs> I find that amusing. But uh, he, he, he made an argument for the holy trinity of science. Hmm. Um, and I don't remember what those the three things are that he cited. But in any case, I thought that was a little ridiculous. Holy trinity of science. There's no holy anything, <laughs> sacred anything in science. But He had to throw them a little something, something to make them yeah. feel better. Or worse, I don't know. Yeah, you uh, reason, observation, and experience. So, there good you choices. Go. Well, it doesn't surprise me because I I saw a thing the other day. I was li- I was listening in the radio. Sometimes I listen to Fox News, mm-hmm. and I caught the tail end of Bill O'Reilly's show, which I immediately <laughs> stopped on because of all the craziness going on with him right now. 
and he ended it with, I guess some place does something called a religious thermometer. Have you ever heard this? No. Where they gauge so. the temperature of certain religions and how people view them. And um, he was like, oh, look at this. Jews up four degrees this year from down four <laughs> last year. And Christians up this much. And he's like, oh, surprisingly, Muslims up eight degrees. And then he goes, atheists up 17 degrees or something like that. And I'm like, wow, why the fuck are atheists in this group <laughs> for the religious thermometer? <laughs> Is it popularity or hotness or? <laughs> I think it's uh, just how well they're accepted. It's clearly bullshit because sure. Jews are on, on a total downswing right now <laughs> in America. Well, I guess it depends on who you're talking to because, yeah, the, you know, white nationalists are, <laughs> they're I think- they're up like 30 points. <laughs> right. Religious temperature. Bizarre. Okay. <laughs> well, so's Bill O'Reilly, so don't take oh. it to heart. I just thought, I just always get, I always see how atheists are like, well, that's your religion. <laughs> and I'm like, no, asshole. <laughs> if you want us to put us in the, um, how, how do you, the, just go with those that don't believe. Don't say atheist as if it's a religion. That's the main problem. Mm-hmm. Atheist is a religion like being bald is a hairstyle. <laughs> Like abstinence is a sex position. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that guy, in all in all reality, he should have just been like, "I'm not going to say anything. Let's just get this shit started. Let's go." <laughs> Save time for the debates. <laughs> I have to say, after reading his uh, his speech, I mean, it was fine. I don't have any real problems with it. But the whole he kept referencing the Holy Trinity, and I don't know either. As as someone who was previously previously of Christian mindset, I would think that maybe he's mocking my religion while doing this. Now, maybe he was trying to, but the one thing that was brought up was that he delivered it calmly, without any anger, and therefore it won't get much media attention. Oh. But, except on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we try. Yeah. So the third, I'm going to call this good news, the Ark Encounter in Kentucky. Oh, good old Ark Encounter. Yeah. I haven't thought about them in a while. We've we've definitely mentioned them before. Mm. So apparently uh, there was some – there was originally in 2016 at least, there was some court back and forth and a judge said that the park's status as a tourist attraction trumped the fact that it was a Christian park. So basically they're allowed to get tax breaks on the uh, things they sell like food and – other commodities, tickets, resources that they sell to customers. They can get uh, tax breaks. So is that with the assumption that they're bringing business to the the area? I think so, yeah. They expected up to uh, 18.25 million over the first decade of billions. That's one too many digits. It's 1.8 million. Well, over the first decade, they expected 18 and a quarter million. So that's 1.8 million a year, basically. And the only check... They uh, that in this article they could find proof of was uh, the state did give them send them a check and refunded them for three thousand seven hundred dollars. <laughs> so instead sh- of the one point eight million dollars they were supposed to get, they got three thousand seven hundred dollars. Well, it's only been nine oh. months, so it would have been you know only one point three million, but yeah, <laughs> right, sure, thirty seven hundred. Huh. And they are not bringing in businesses. The businesses are not in the area are not seeing any booms. According to them, though, ticket sales are right where they expected, which I kind of doubt. Yeah. Would you guys go visit that if you were down there? No. If <sighs> if I could get in for free, sure. Oh, you have to pay to get in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I thought it was a museum. Oh, but they're they're not calling it a museum, right? They're calling no. it an encounter. Yeah, it's an Ark Encounter. Right. So it's a museum as you know as as much as Epcot Center is a museum. God damn, though! Mm. I swear, if I was down there, I'd be really tempted to go just go there and <laughs> laugh and shit. <laughs> See, I think I would just go. I think Owen would enjoy all the animals. Well, that's that's probably true. Huh. Or that, you could take them to a real zoo, though, if they, if right. you just want to see animals. <laughs> in this scenario, I was in Kentucky for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a zoo somewhere in Kentucky. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you just had me driving by and you're like, and he's getting restless, you'd be like, just take him to the Ark Encounter, all right? We'll, we'll wipe it from his memory one day. <laughs> I don't think it would make much of an impression. So do they actually have live animals in the Ark Encounter? I hope No, not, it's but... all statues and stuff, right? Right, sure. They have like a pterodactyl chained up in a, <laughs> in a box or something. Looking sad because he missed the boat. <laughs> they No, they have dinosaurs on that thing, don't they? I don't I, know. That I don't know. All right, no you idea. go to next story. I'm going to check this out. I'm pretty sure they have dinosaurs on the Ark Encounter. <laughs> but they do have, uh, at nighttime, they have, uh, it is illuminated by rainbow colors. Because if you remember, the, the rainbow was God's promise in the Bible when they landed that he wouldn't kill all the humans by flood again. So he sent a rainbow saying, see, we're okay now. <laughs> uh, just so you know, Ken Ham's Ark Encounter exhibit features giants fighting dinosaurs. <laughs> yes! <laughs> now you have going. to take Owen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to see that too. <laughs> well, see if you can get a press pass. You don't have to pay to get in. The thought of giving that man money just nauseates me. Bums you out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, they're fighting in, like, a coliseum, too. <laughs> <laughs> on the Ark? I guess so. <laughs> wow. Well, I just need some entertainment on the boat. They were there for yeah, a while. that's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, now I'm picturing Noah screaming, get it on! <laughs> uh, okay, next, back to not-so-good news. Uh, Tennessee has a bill that is in legislation to amend the state constitution... To put a line in to say, we recognize that our liberties do not come from government, but from the almighty God. Yeah. They don't specify which God? N- well, mm. no. The almighty God. I guess it's kind of, it's presumptuous, but assumed. A little bit. Yeah. So apparently the proposed changes much must pass a majority, one two-year general assembly, and then pass two-thirds in the next, and then be approved by voters. So it's got a ways to go. But uh, I find it amazing that people have to, you know, try and put this language in when it really doesn't change anything. You're supposed to be. No, that's legislating for the good of the people. And there's got to be things that aren't getting done so that this can get done. Mm. And I that just kills me. the same thing. This is what your elected officials are wasting their goddamn time on. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the, uh, the voters in the gubernatorial election will vote it in in Tennessee. I think they got a pretty good shot. Yeah. Unfortunately. In Tennessee? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Didn't they have a vote in Congress, like, I think maybe when Bush was president or early on in Obama's presidency about just reaffirming that we're all good within God we trust on the money? Like, it didn't change anything, but this guy was like, I just want to make sure that we're all happy with this, right? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds very familiar, yeah. Yeah. And the answer is no, we are not all right with this. And then over in Delaware... Did you guys see this before? I I thought this made a brief snippet on some uh, national news. A senator, a state senator in Delaware. In okay, so in the the Senate, they had the, the prayer. They had a couple Muslim people come in and give the prayer, and then 
the state Republican came in. Uh, I'm trying to find the guy's name. Dave Lawson, Republican. What? Mm. <laughs> came in after the prayer, after they had left the room, and said, quote, We just heard from the Quran, which calls for our very demise. I fought for this country not to be damned by someone that comes in here and prays to their God for our demise. I think it's despicable. Wow. He said this on the Senate floor right after the invocation. Was he censured? No. <sighs> so, uh, apparently... What happened was, and I'm trying to see this guy's name, the Senate President David McBride, Democrat, said uh, he's never been in the mind to censor the words of uh, other members of the Senate, but believed deeply that the words have consequences. To criticize a sacred prayer of another religion on the floor of the Senate strikes me as antithetical to everything we ought to stand for as lawmakers. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of strong. And then a place where they have prayers otherwise from other people, from other religions? Yeah. These people need to get fucking hobbies, man. <laughs> Something to distract them from this bullshit. Uh, he went on to say that uh, he's personally offended that the guests from – that their guests from the Muslim community and anyone else here in the chamber today would feel anything less than welcomed with open arms. So he gave him, you know, some verbal backlash. But then as far as I can see, that was it. Wow. Well, we've kind of – talked about this before so what religions are acceptable because he's saying that all religions are acceptable does that mean scientology can come in and do a prayer what about you know satanism where how far does his openness go who we know what? come on <laughs> <laughs> we know the, the house speaker oh he seems nice he does seem nice but remember the premise of this is that all religion is bad <laughs> <laughs> our premise is that all religion is bad so should he? Well, yeah, I, I'm, I think we're all of the mind that we'd rather them not do any kind of prayer right. or anything. And anytime you do any prayer, you're you're walking down the slippery slope of allowing them all in. So just don't do any. Don't have an invocation by a Muslim. Don't have an invocation by a, a Christian. Just don't. Now this is that's that fine line that these Christians ride that they just like. God damn it! Anything I want is going to allow in other shit I don't want. Yeah, the Democrats are. You know, the, the Christian Democrats are. Not as ugly about it, but it's it's the same problem. Yeah, it really the, is. Yeah. I think drugs is the answer. They should all start smoking weed. Like, I don't smoke <laughs> weed anymore, but I have a feeling like if they just found something to occupy themselves, like, I just imagine them going home and, like, not doing anything. Like, maybe eat dinner and watch the news or something like that and then go to bed with their boring-ass spouses, whoever, you know, whether they're men or women. But if they had, like, a video game or drugs or just some <laughs> other interest to get them off of this. Mm, distraction, yeah. Anything. Just something to focus your energy on other than just constantly laying in the weeds, waiting for <laughs> just b whether – if they're not fucking with other people's religions, they're fucking with the rest of us. Yeah. Agreed. So Lawson, the original guy, said that uh, that the Muslim beliefs fly in the face of our constitution. It is not our Bible. We would not be allowed to pray from that book in their house, so why should they be allowed to in ours? Man, yeah. uh, just it's not a church, though. <laughs> All-out bigotry, though. Yeah, yeah, but his whole argument is flawed. He, it's not a church. He's not in a church, right? <laughs> yeah, crap. Um, I did like the imam's response, though. He said that. Uh, well, first, he said he's made a comment about uh, the fact that the Quran says we're not supposed to hate people. We're supposed to hate the sins, which, 
man, that's cherry picking again. But uh, he did go on to say that he wanted to look at the today in a positive way. Nobody would have paid any attention today had it not been for Senator Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. It's a double-edged sword. Mm. I found that fairly funny. And not one of these other people speaks up and goes, hey, why don't we just cut all the religious shit out of this? <laughs> yes, nowhere in the article does it have that. No. Yeah. It's just all about, well, everyone has the right to pray as they see fit. Or, no, people shouldn't be allowed to pray unless it's to my God. <laughs> uh, right. I would be, like, maybe just a small step. Like, how about instead of any sort of invocation, we just have two quiet minutes <laughs> before this. <laughs> no one needs to say anything. They can, you know, sort things out with their own God in their own head. <laughs> and then we can begin the meeting. What they can they? sit and play Marvel Puzzle Quest in the audience. That's fine. I support that. This is a free two minutes to do what you like. A moment of silence. We used to do that yep. in high school, I think. It was high school. We had a moment. We didn't have a moment of prayer in the beginning. We had a moment of silence. Do what you want, but just be quiet doing it. I don't know. I, it's, I, I can agree with that. It's, I mean, I don't know. What, what do you need this for anyway? Like, what? <laughs> Why is there prayers before everything or some kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like. I would just sit there and go, can we just get on with this fucking meeting? Why do we have to do this? <laughs> well, I think It's already cutting into my day. I mean, there is something to be said for, you know, after the hustle and bustle and meeting people and sitting down and you, you finally sit down and you take a moment, just kind of center yourself and calm. There's, you know, a meditative thing to that. I think there, there's, I think it could have value, but don't make it about religion and, and everybody will just get along fine. And we're now going to do a two-minute moment of silence before every Prodigal Sons podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can... Just don't record it. <laughs> get one with the holy trinity of science. <laughs> yeah, that would make for some uh, terrible podcasting, but I yeah. like it. So um, I, I do want to throw in one thing. So we've been talking about um, Audible, and there is one thing on there that if you don't have time to listen to a book, Alan Dershowitz, Jim Wallace, and Amy Sullivan wrote a have a, 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 a talk on the separation of church and state. Is it in jeopardy? It's an hour and 42 minutes and it's a buck 95 on audible.com. Did you listen to it? No, I just found it. Oh. But I probably I want to know if it was in jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it is. Alan Dershowitz, like the OJ lawyer guy? Yeah. Nice. No. I'm suddenly in favor of this book. <laughs> but More I, talk. But I would not use it for your 30-day free trial because it's only a dollar ninety-five. Just buy the damn thing. Right. You're not getting your value. <laughs> right. Not enough. Just well, I, I tried to save the dollar ninety-five and find out the answer from Karen right away. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Got to read it yourself. <laughs> Two bucks richer. But don't just go to Audible. Go to go to audibletrial.com slash profane argument. Oh right. I'm bad at ads. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh, not so easy, is it, Karen? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I just found a good place to tie it in. That's all. I just went for it. <laughs> nice. So next on my list is there is a new group launched oh, on- Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. February 15th <laughs> of this year. It is the Republican Atheists. All three of them? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was other than Other than that, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about over there, Chuckles. Uh, I'm going to email these guys as soon as we're done with the show. <laughs> Going to become a Republican atheist? Yeah, I'm I already sure am. Is. I just didn't know it was official. <laughs> right? You, yeah, officially, right. So they have 116 likes on Facebook and 37 <laughs> followers on Twitter. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. They are slightly more popular than my other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in 2014, the Pew Research Center said that Republicans represented 15% 
of atheists. No way. Yeah, I don't believe that. But well, no, that's pretty reasonable. We know a few Republicans that are atheists. If we know it a few, seems a large percent. Yeah, that means eighty-five percent are Democrats. I buy that, or you know, Democrat or <laughs> other. I buy it. Is this a ploy by Republicans to try to get some atheists on their side by saying, "Hey, you can be a." total fucking asshole and and an atheist at the same time i think there are, are honestly some you know just fiscal conservative people that are atheists oh i don't doubt that there's some you know but we we know that the majority is on the more progressive democratic side and sure. that's a number that they probably annoys the hell out of them <laughs> you know they always have the token black guy to come out and on <laughs> cnn that's a trump supporter that i just can't fucking figure out the paris guy oh my a, god yeah oh. So it's finally they're like they also had the one Jew that worked at Breitbart. I don't know where they found him, <laughs> but uh, we shall call so him Token. <laughs> oh wait a minute! No, they do have their atheist Republican. It's S.E. Cup. I forgot they did have their token atheist. I haven't seen her in ages. Huh. I think she's she's on CNN now. I think she have her own show. No, I think she just shows up for certain things. And stuff oh, okay. like that. She's not on Fox News anymore. I I love hate her. <laughs> Well, they need more. <laughs> yeah. Their stated uh, goal is to build awareness of the atheist present in the Republican Party. So basically, the Republicans are so focused on the, you know, Christian conservative that they can't even imagine that there are atheists who are Republican. And I, I do have to give some credit. If you're a Republican and an atheist, you probably feel looked over way more than I do. Just being an atheist. I mean, the fact that you belong to a political party that is constantly talking about God, <laughs> mm. that's got to make it so that you don't feel like your voice is being heard. Well, that's like a, a single issue voter then still, because you're like, well, I like the fiscal part of it, and I guess I have to take all the, the gun shit and the religious shit with it. Like, that's why we need more than one party, because you have to throw your lot in with psychopaths. <laughs> And mentally deranged people. <laughs> well, I mean, going back to the Republicans of like Reagan and before that, was there so much Christian fundamentalism in the Republican Party? Is this a new thing? I don't think it's a new thing. It. I think it did start around Reagan. Because mm. uh, I don't think – well, yeah, back then, prior to that, like talking about religion in American politics was pretty like blasphemous. It's true. Yeah. Well, Like I, I don't even think uh, – Carter talked about it that much. And, he, and wasn't he like a preacher? Yeah, he is a preacher. I mean, I remember, um, I don't remember, but uh, you know, in history, uh, Kennedy w was the first Catholic and the Republicans hated him because he was a Catholic. Yeah. Yeah, he had to He had to say that Catholicism in no way was going to affect his, you know, ability to govern. Right. Oh, that's right. They kept saying that America was going to get its marching orders from the Pope. Right. Yeah. By the way, in this article, as other notable conservative non-believers, S.E. Cup is actually mentioned in this oh, article. nice. No shit, really? <laughs> yeah. Un unfortunately, right alongside white nationalist Stephen Spencer. <laughs> Richard Spencer. <laughs> Richard Spencer. Yeah, the, the, apparently they did an interview with him. So there's a white nationalist who's a non-believer. That's even... That's weird. Know. That's very weird. <laughs> so he just thinks genetic purity, not God-given. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not really interested in that interview. No. Uh, <laughs> but hey, Ian, uh, yeah, let us know when you find out. Um, I'm looking. I'm sure it'll be disappointing. Probably. <laughs> I'll probably find out that I'm not a Republican. <laughs> this guy's bummed me out, too. You're a moderate. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> I'll join their Facebook group and read what they have to say. <laughs> yeah, find out how they square all the religious shit. Like okay. how they get a, how they justify like going with them over that. That would be interesting. 
Yeah, I, I, again, like you said, it's pro- they probably just do their best to absorb that so that they can say that they are anti-gun control, anti-mandated healthcare, anti-foreign policy, that sort of thing. I think it's probably more they're they're more they they find more likes than dislikes on the Republican side, so they right. just they just have to eat some humble pie when it comes to their religious nonsense. They just step out of the room for that part. <laughs> they do. They just close their la 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 la. Marvel Puzzle Quest time. <laughs> <laughs> Saving America sense. one issue at a time. <laughs> so the next thing that I have is uh, well, it's all about the current administration, but specifically Gorsuch. So Gorsuch uh. is officially in the Supreme Court. I don't understand why was history made when Kennedy a judici- sorry judiciated the oath. They, they made a statement that history will be made when Justice Kennedy administers the oath to Gorsuch. Oh, because Gorsuch was his clerk back in the day. So he never before has a sitting justice sworn in a former clerk to become a colleague. Oh, okay. Woo-hoo. That's not a whole mm. lot of big history. But yeah. No. That's a, that's a really uninteresting factoid, but <laughs> that deserves a plate. Or a coin, maybe. <laughs> well, if uh, so, Gorsuch clerked for Kennedy, so presumably Kennedy helped guide him in some way. And Kennedy's fairly moderate, so that's good news. Yeah, yeah. I, as far as this show is concerned, I I'm not worried about Gorsuch. Gorsuch is a hundred percent pro corporation, so he will destroy us, <laughs> but not through religion. True. I mean, like, I, I think I think even his controversial stuff was so that he could be pro corporation. I think he ruled in favor of Hobby Lobby because he wanted Hobby Lobby to to not lose any money. I don't think he cared one bit about transgender issues or the rest of it. They paid him off in plastic beads <laughs> <laughs> and glitter. <laughs> but I mean, there's no way that uh, that I see this White House forcing anybody through if they're not you know it like you don't go to the lengths that they went to to get gorsuch into the the supreme court unless he is pro your agenda and that's a hundred percent their agenda true i mean yeah their agenda is business all about business about making money so i made the statement to people unnamed that i thought that gorsuch would be better than antonin scalia and i got an argument back what do you guys think Mm, yes, I kind of agree with you on most of... I mean, Scalia was just awful across the fucking board on everything. Mm. Although I heard he was a funny man. That's what everybody... A, a, a kind-hearted funny man. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that, but... Unless you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had not heard that, and I can only assume it's because that's what you say when someone, you know, passes away. <laughs> he was kind-hearted and funny, because I, I really wouldn't put... You know, Scalia on the same level as Don Rickles, but that's all I heard about Don Rickles was how kind-hearted and funny that he was. So. Yeah, Gorsuch, I mean, Gorsuch is a young man. He's, what, 47? Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. So he yeah. he's a Gen Xer, man. So, you know, he grew up – he didn't grow up in the same world as Scalia. Now, granted, he is a fucking scumbag <laughs> when it comes to corporate – I mean, when I heard that story with the trucker freezing to death yeah. and, well, that was and all that shit, yeah. I'm just like – how could you, I mean, like, oh, this guy's on the top court, and, like, he looked at that case and was like, oh, no, sorry, trucker. <laughs> but when it comes to more civil rights and stuff like that, I have a feeling Gorsuch will not be nearly as bad as Scalia. 
Yeah, I can't Fingers imagine. crossed. Yeah. Who knows with this administration? <laughs> well, I hope you're right. Uh, by the way, he's 49, so you were very close. Hmm. But I, uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, his votes previously on religious freedom have been overwhelming. His his ability to take people's rights away because he, you know, religious grounds of the opposing party. I, I see that happening across the board. Not to and again the corporation thing. That's that's just a given. I I don't know. I think the separation of church and state that we talked about. I think he's uh, doesn't care. But so he's you're saying it was a lateral move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, you know, and everybody's making a big deal about this. And I was like, I'm like, yeah, this sucks. And it would have been nice to have somebody a little bit more liberal on there. But now it's just back to the way it was before. True. Right. And and that same Supreme Court voted on gay marriage. Well, Scalia was on there. So maybe it won't be so bad. Right. I don't think I think he would vote the exact same way that Scalia does. I I doubt there's no way. I'm not saying he's worse than Scalia. (laughs) That's just not (laughs) But I think we would still be relying on Kennedy to be mindful and right. I mean, and Kennedy's conservative, but so he, he's he's a moderate conservative though. He'll, he he swings is. to the left when yeah. it's appropriate. So, so I'm not saying I don't think it's worse, but maybe I'm wrong. But his religious stuff seems to be the reason why they picked him. I so hope you're wrong. Yeah, I, can we have one good thing <laughs> come out of this? Yeah. I hope I'm wrong too. Just hang in there, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Seriously. Do you know how old she is? 80-something. 84. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, but she's a woman. She's good for another six to eight years. Yeah. Just just wanting three and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, now that they, technically. Now that they changed the rules. Yeah. Except could, they'll could change them back. sailing. But again, now that they've changed the rules, uh, in three and a half years, they could push someone else through. So let's wait four. Right. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but a precedent has been set. You don't elect anybody during a uh, an election year. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Trump cares so, so we only much got two about and a half, right? <laughs> Trump cares so much about precedents. Yeah. No, we'll get the smirk from Turtle Man, and that'll be the end of it. And they'll yeah. vote him in. That guy is the worst. Yes, also. he is. <laughs> Man, back to see freaking Kentucky. <laughs> Send him. To I the can't park be- experience. believe people are. Don't seem that upset about this Gorsuch thing. I mean, they stole that fucking seat, man. Yes, they did. I mean, and then just laughed when they were like, well, we're going to filibuster this. And be like, no, now we're just going to change the fucker. I mean, have you seen that Mitch McConnell interview where he's talking to Chuck Todd and just giggling? Yeah. Yeah. Literally giggling as they're talking about Merrick Garland. No. I mean, fuck you, man. Now I'm fucking riled up. Yeah, just watching that video made me so angry. He's sitting there just like, fucking turtle faced idiot. <laughs> hey, let's move on to something else. So I've got I've got a few uh, actually international news stories, which we rarely touch on, but I wanted to hit these real quick. The uh, Irish public schools. This is something that I wasn't aware of. So the public schools in Ireland are 96% controlled by religious groups. A lot of of Ireland is controlled by religious groups. Yeah, 90% Catholic, 6% Protestant. They uh, they're in the Constitution. It says that even though the, every school has Catholic mass and 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 you know classes, they uh, they the students aren't required to go. Well, except that many of the student uh, the schools are forcing their students to attend mass and to attend. Uh, even Muslim students must fully participate 
in uh, Christian classes. Wow. Boo. Mm. So I had no idea that it was uh, quite that strong. I mean, I know that Irish Catholics are, well, Irish Catholic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of their jam. But yeah, I like that they uh, get you looking in one direction when they're like, no, we're cool with the gays. And then they're like, bam, psych, we're not. (laughs) So I mean that's as bad as a um, as 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 an Islamic country forcing all school children to attend Islamic classes. I mean, there's no difference. No, not really. I mean, there are some exceptions, like in Afghanistan, where if you're female, you just can't go to school at all. But well, um, that's but, a different problem. Yeah, <laughs> that is a different problem. No, it's no different at all. But I mean, it, like in England, you had to go to Anglican learning yeah. in school, didn't you? I mean, well, not me, but right. uh, it's too young. But um, yeah, there there is a religious class that you go to, but it's Anglican, so it's not real hardcore. They they teach you about the Bible, but it's like Sunday school, basically. Interesting. I uh, had no idea that it was that uh, that far in Ireland. Yeah, I mean, Ireland Ireland has had some serious issues with you know religion being a large part of the government. There were what was it a Catholic home for unwed mothers in Ireland? Right. There's a horrible, horrible story that's come out in the news recently about what this place did. They've found, you know, mass graves of of babies, of skeletons, of children that were born in this, you know, home for unwed mothers. Because if you got pregnant, it back. This is back in the 40s and 50s, I think, maybe the 30s. You you were sent away. The, you know, the, this was the hardcore. You are not seen as a pregnant person unless you are married. So they sent them away. The babies would be taken from them, and they'd go back th- to their lives. There was no option to keep them. And it turns out they were killing a lot of them. It's horrible. Uh, or and that's what we want to get back ha- to, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we want to be happy about that. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Oh, I'm not. Is that what make America great again means? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what we're trying to get back to. We are. Yeah, it's disgusting. I mean, how can you want to go back to that kind of mentality? Because you just want to push all the things you don't like back into the corners, like unwed mothers and black people and <laughs> immigrants. Days. <sighs> yeah. Back to the days of June Cleaver. Ugh. Yeah. That's the but image. At least it's not as bad as it is in India, which I had no idea it was quite this bad. But last month, uh, there was a guy, H. Farouk. I have no idea what H stands for, but uh, he had abandoned Islam and uh, about a month and a half ago had a picture of himself and his daughter. The daughter was holding a uh, a card that said, no God, no God, no God. Oh, Jeebus. Yeah. <laughs> That's playing with fire. Yeah. So he, uh, he was killed. Yeah. And uh, what was it? Uh, a day after? I think it was soon after. There was a, a Hindu group. Bajrang Dal, which I have no idea what that means, but uh, they tweeted, mock Hinduism and die a dog's death. Ooh. So this wasn't uh, this wasn't Muslim. This wasn't Islam. A group of Hindis, Hindus thought that this was the right thing to do. Wow. Um, now, granted, they didn't actually take credit for his death, but they certainly are pro killing. Uh, and this, but this guy was was Muslim. And hmm. even so, having uh, apparently teaching his kid the way he wanted to is enough to uh, get a death warrant. So, yeah, it's just another place of the world where you're like, man, <laughs> what you believe or you don't believe. Feel like, you feel like like the whole planet is losing its fucking mind <laughs> the past couple of years. 
Either that or we're just finding out about it more because of, you know, global communication capabilities. May- yeah, maybe that's what it is. Like, it just feels like there's never any good news out of any country, except maybe, like, the Netherlands. Like, hmm. I. <laughs> but even then, I hear bad shit. Like, didn't they have, like, a crazy guy, like, a, their own version of a Donald Trump running? Yep. But he lost, thank God. I don't know. It was one of the Scandinavian countries, but. Yeah, like, it just, I mean, like, God, is there anybody just doing it right? Mm. <laughs> Anybody? Scandinavia is the best bet, I think. (laughs) Germany? Uh, Yes, I'm thinking like, yeah, I don't hear crazy shit in Germany. Hey, speaking of Germany. Oh. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice transition that you weren't even aware you were making. Uh, So there was a Bangladeshi atheist blogger. Man, those are words that just scare (laughs) you. Resettled in Germany to escape slaughter. Oh. So he was a blogger, uh, made atheist posts in Bangladesh, and then went, oh, wait, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is not safe. And uh, left and was resettled in Germany. So uh, there's, I'll, I'll post an article to it. It's on Pathios. Um, there's an interview with the guy uh, that mm. I found fairly amusing. Um, it's it's an interesting read. Gives you some inside information on... Did it, did it come out as a refugee? You know, in danger of losing... His life. Yes, that is that is my understanding. Okay. Um, I have not fully read the whole thing, but my understanding is that they they basically granted him asylum and that he is okay. he is resettled there. So yeah, as a uh, refugee. Okay. Because his life was in danger. I mean, I don't know why you would think. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like there are levels of oppression. That I am willing to endure, <laughs> not feeling, not writing my blog about atheism when I realize that I'm in Bangladesh <laughs> is one of the things that I'm okay yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's, a, it's a ballsy move, though. It really is. <laughs> it really is. I mean, yeah. you really gotta, you, you gotta really, really gotta be believe. passionate about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if it were me, move to Germany first. <laughs> <laughs> there, that's a smart move. <laughs> wow. Oh, he does say in one of the, there's a Q&A on this website that you're going to post. It says, uh, seeing no alternative, I hope to apply for asylum soon. So he did run first. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so another ex-Muslim, I thought this, if you get a chance, watch the video that's on this link. It is on, on Pathos again. Ex-Muslim talking about uh, read how reading the Quran helped her walk away from Islam. She was born in Saudi Arabia. She uh, grew up in wearing the hijab and it, the video is all about the hijab basically and her understanding of what it means and um man i can't agree with this woman more <laughs> uh, she she was all about like people saying that the hijab is em- empowering women and um her take on it is is exactly what I think is. She's like, no, it was the opposite. Well, absolutely, it's the opposite. It's it's it. Nothing else. You know, it, it marks you as somebody different, and that needs to be hidden. I that's absurd. I'm okay with the different part. Well, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how. I not mean, fr- if there's you no fe- freedom included with ha- having to wear a garment designed by all of the men in your religion. Hmm. Right, and man, again, may, again, maybe this is just an obvious side effect of being a, a Westerner, lifelong. <laughs> if you are a woman and you don't know how to use your sexuality to your own advantage, you're, wow. Then I mean, and then to have that completely taken away by the hijab and the, you know, the, 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 the face coverings that I don't know how, how full her, 
her head covering was. It, yeah, it, I mean, Saudi of of Muslim countries, Saudi is fairly lenient. Um, it is. It's just the hijab is required. So it's. I don't even think all their hair has to be hidden. Mm. But yeah, um, so you know, around all around your face is open, so a lock of hair can escape and you won't be whipped. Uh, well, that's thoughtful. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, it just, I, I don't know how you can see it as something other than oppressive. Yeah, she talks about not being able to play with uh, other kids that she wanted to, especially boys, not being able to go swimming, all sorts of things. It's a, it's a good clip. I, I enjoyed, I mean, and it's short, so don't, it's like four minutes long, so don't think that it's taking up your day. And again, it's just, I agree with everything she says, so I thought it was uh, worth worth posting. And it's also worth posting about the, the other part of this that she mentions is, you know, the, the thing that led her away from her religion was actually reading her religious text, which is true for a lot of people that, you know, start out in a religion. They, they start reading the Bible or the Quran or whatever and understand eventually that this was not written by people that I agree with anymore. It, you know, there's not written by people who have my best interest at heart. It seems that if you heartfully read a yeah. religious text, there's two... There's two major outcomes. Either if you're reading it as this was written by the God I believe in and I'm going to just really take it to heart no matter what it says. Or there's the I'm going to read this and and really study and, and understand my religion. And mm -hmm. if you do the former, you're going to end up being a fundamentalist. And if you do the latter, <laughs> you're going to end up being an atheist. <laughs> like Well put. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> to me, that's that's what it seems like. Because yeah, she talks about uh, reading the Quran and having uh, reading the part how women have to be subservient to the husband. But the husband, even if the husband were to do something against the wife, the wife has to do something to accommodate it. Mm. And I don't. She didn't get specific, and I don't remember the text she's referring to. But I mean, it just it, at that point she went to her mother and asked her about it, and her mother was like, "Well, when you're subservient, it aids all you all of society." <laughs> and apparently, she did not accept that as a good answer. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. So uh, she is now, well, the video was released by Ex-Muslims of North America, which is a group to help ex-Muslims uh, in North America. <laughs> <laughs> if you can manage to get here, we'll help you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's all the articles and stuff I had, but I did, do we do you want to mention the stuff going on with Trump? Because I find it amusing that the media is still going nuts over this missile barrage. And I don't understand. I don't understand why, because the, they launched fifty nine missiles into Syria. Okay, they hit a a uh, runway. They hit a hangars. Oh, and, not the, not a runway. Well, I thought I thought there were target. Did they not target the runway at all? No, they did not hit the okay. runway. Which doesn't matter because the tarmac is easy to repair. So I don't. I'm okay with that. Well, no, but, I think what they, what they said was that tomahawk missiles would not do enough damage to the runway to begin with. It would just be pothole sized things in it. Right. But the bottom line is what you're saying is that the missile mirage really didn't do anything. They really didn't do anything. I mean, they didn't want to kill Russians and they knew Russians were there. So they let the Russians know that it was coming. Mm. The Syrians scrambled their jets and got them out of there. I mean, six people died apparently, which. Poor guy uh, running the fuel tank. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how. I don't know who, why those people were left behind. But so, um, so you could say that Americans killed Syrians. Maybe. Are you on the assumption that Assad cares about people? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure he doesn't. No, I'm just wondering. He's probably what, like, oh shit, yeah. Call them. Tell them not to hang out in the, at the airfield. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm just wondering what was going through their own heads. Like, hmm, where's everyone going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, maybe they were just, you know, guards or something. But uh, yeah, it seems, uh, well, one, it was a complete waste because what was it? Three hours and they were back up yeah, and three running? Three hours later, it was, it was up and running. And he went back and started bombing the same area that he gassed. Right. Yeah. Or whoever gassed. I guess we don't really know yet, but. Yeah, the, so the latest thing coming out of the CIA was that Russia was aware that the gas was going, sarin gas, right, was mm-hmm. going to be released. And their advisors were still there. They, you know, as far as we know, did nothing to stop it. Right. They absolutely knew, by the way. Yeah. Because <laughs> I read, now that I read today that Putin is coming out and warning people about fake reports of chemical weapons being used. Mm-hmm. That, that that that's he said that's what's coming get you're gonna get a lot of fake news about chemical reports and i was like oh my god you did know <laughs> oh so so wait you're saying we know who did it absolutely like they're saying like the russians did it oh no they were saying that the, oh, oh i'm saying because of this new report i am completely confident that the russians did know i just can't believe like he's ah! <laughs> sorry use your words <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take a quick minute here to to use my words and think this through. So the exact same rhetoric, the exact same like basic misdirection techniques, terminology even with fake news and whatnot that Trump is using on the regular is, you know, it's I don't know if it's being fed to him by Putin or whatever, but I mean it's just this like I would like to think that no one is being fooled. But it's, it's just being rehashed over and over again, and, and everybody's being fooled. Everybody's like, oh, that does sound like it's probably fake news, especially if Putin said so. <laughs> like, what? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And I, yes. with Trump's, the thing that killed me was Trump was down to, what, 35% approval rating? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. now he's up to 43% approval rating? Oh, that, wow, yeah. that was bombing. Fickle. Bombing always makes it more popular for it gives you a little bit of a bubble. Yeah, so not a lot. He's still low. Right. Yeah, I mean, so what what was the purpose of this bombing? Was it um, was he sincerely impacted and affected by the you know the sight of gassed babies? I think Ivanka was beautiful babies, beautiful babies, beautiful babies. Ivanka was affected by it, so I think there's her, she has a role in this. I I'm, I'm skeptical that the people are clinging to that fantasy. And I, I think that mm. it is nothing more than a fantasy. So you think- well, that's the only answer they got. So that's what they keep talking about because they haven't really laid out why they did it for real. Well, there's no strategy behind it. It was just – Yeah, there's no follow-up. There's no nothing. No. I am so far off in conspiracy theory land on this one. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like I've concocted – like to me, I think that that Putin or whoever was like, look, you're getting a lot of heat on this Russia shit. Over there, and it looks like it's going to come crashing down. So hmm. something is going to happen. I'm not, I don't think that they were like, I'm, "We're going to gas people." It's just like something's going to happen, and you retaliate, but not really retaliate. You know, don't. give us a little slap on the wrist, and then I'm going to take my saber out and I'm gonna wave it at you. I mean, Putin is saying now tensions are as high as they were during the Cold War hmm. with Russia. Now that is horseshit. <laughs> Right. When we had fucking nukes pointed at each other, mm-hmm. you know, so he's like, I'm going to make a big thing about this and say, oh, you've crossed the line, Trump. You've done it now. And, you know, Assad will do whatever he was. Right. And, and that'll prove to everybody that they're not colluding. Right. And now, granted, that is I mean, that is a conspiracy theory that I have concocted. I mean, but that ad- is- again. I'm hearing this on the news sometimes. I was going to say that is like, generous to say that that's a conspiracy theory. I mean, you have got to admit, this that's, is 
Yeah. So fucking convenient to happen when it did. Well, let me throw in another factoid for you. Um, so Raytheon, who um, designed and create and makes the Tomahawk oh, missiles, I heard this, yeah. their stocks shot up. So if we make the assumption that all of the all of this, everything between Putin and Trump is all about corporate money and all about personal wealth. That fits. You know, you, you fire some rockets made by Raytheon and Raytheon stock goes up. So you know you're going to do it. You tell your little idiot sons to go buy a bunch of Raytheon stock. Which Trump has money in, doesn't he? I, I would not at all be surprised. I think I heard that. And I don't know how uh, Putin could get money in it, but there's another angle for him in this, I'm well, sure. we said Trump so- had money in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now I'm pretty sure that's, now granted- that's, that's Putin's money. <laughs> Oh, good point. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, he did get a little bump, and and if the, if the media would just shut up about these fucking bombs for one second, I'm sure it would level back off to where it was. Yeah. You know, once we find out he's fucking with healthcare and stuff like that, but they cannot shut up about these missiles. And well, you you would think World War Three fucking broke out last Thursday. Yeah. W- the way that they've been talking about this, like nothing happened, and nothing is happening anymore. There's no. I mean, and for and as far as the point about Ivanka. And feeling bad about seeing pictures of babies or, I mean, or Trump or whoever. Mm-hmm. Well, this fucker has been killing his own people for years now. Why now all of a sudden is it such a big goddamn deal? So so I don't buy any of this shit. Right. So question, why um, were there no retaliatory strikes against the cruiser when it was firing Hellfire missiles? Or the cruisers when they were firing missiles? Sorry, could you restate that? Why, why weren't missiles shot back at these ships that were firing missiles? Does the side even have the capability to do I that? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah there's your yeah, answer, because lo- it's Syria. <laughs> well, <laughs> sure, so- yeah. We can lob all the missiles we want in a, company, uh, a country that doesn't have nukes and shit. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, technology-wise, you're talking about these, these ships are – they're going to be on the move the second they're done firing. We have satellites over Syria, and those satellites guide those missiles to the target. Syria mm-hmm. doesn't have anything. Like Syria, they, they pretty much have to see something in order to shoot it. Okay. So, yeah, there's there's really no way they could strike back. I mean, you know, unless they were to strike out the, the American troops who were still in Iraq or something. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess we should count our lucky stars that Russia did not strike back because presumably they could have. Uh, sure. If n- absolutely none of the conspiracy theory that Jared is talking about, maybe <laughs> they thought about it. I really don't think they did. I don't, well, that wouldn't be – even if, if what I said wasn't true – that would not be a smart move for Russia because no. we would fucking level them. <laughs> yeah. True. No, it, you know? it absolutely would not. So, so what has this accomplished? It accomplished what he wanted. People are not talking about the Russia connection. We are. <laughs> we are. Right. Yeah, but well, this, yeah. yes, distraction this was a really, really expensive misdirect. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing that happened after nine eleven. Yeah. You know, just not as – like, I guess they were just were not ready to make a move like a 9-11 if you assume that 9-11 was a bullshit job, which I don't, I don't know. But, <laughs> but it was very helpful to George Bush when it happened because he had pretty low ratings back then too. Now, again, since this is stupid Watergate and you have stupid people running it, <laughs> I don't even – like, on Facebook, which is where I gauge how people feel about certain things and especially the Milford Borough page, <laughs> not a lot of talk about, like – Oh, see, Trump is not in bed with the Russians or anything. Like, nope. It seems like not a lot of people are falling for this shit, except for CNN. Mm, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the other interesting piece is a lot of the alt right people are starting are pissed off at him for doing this. Yeah. Because he said he wasn't going to. He promised. You know, he yelled at, at Obama for even thinking about it, and then he went and did it, and they're angry. 
So Yeah, this flies in the face of the America First policy oh, yeah. and the I'm not going to dick around in other countries. But you, do you see the angle that they're tanking now mm. to to justify what happened? These Trump supporters? No. It's not Trump making these decisions. No, it's the deep state. It's the fucking Jews in the White House, oh. Ivanka and Jared Kushner. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, they're they're saying, like, they, they're this whole thing with Steve Bannon getting out of the National Security Council and all that stuff like that, this is all Jared Kushner's doing. Mm-hmm. And he's forcing Trump to do these things. And they're what is called cuckservatives. No. Oh. <laughs> Jared Kushner is. Um, so that's the angle they're taking. Wow. And that's how that's so that's why you really the, the real hardcore alt right guys are mad. But like the idiot Trump supporter who's just like, yeah, fucking America first. Stop fucking around in the Middle East. They're like, oh, OK, I see. It's Jared Kushner and Ivanka, you know, kind of pulling the strings over there. Wow. All right. <laughs> so they're making peace with it by saying that the guy we put in office is so impotent that his son-in-law is making all the decisions. Not so much like forcing him but being an influence on him oh he's using the sheeny curse (laughs) yeah (laughs) i see exactly (laughs) oh man now i heard another disturbing thing and i can't remember where i heard this but it was one of the oh i think it was john oliver remember did you guys see john Oliver this week Yeah, yeah where he talked about we have a president who thrives on praise and he's getting a lot of praise in the news for what he did, right. yeah. mm-hmm. and what he did was bomb a country. That's not good, yeah. Yeah. That is the scariest thing about this right. for me. Because you know what he's going to do next. He's going to, you know, next time North Korea does something, bomb him. Oh, it's, already that- on, uh, it's already on its way. He's sending the armada. Yeah, this is not going to end well. Poor South Korea. It was nice knowing you. Did you guys hear about this, what they were yeah. talking today? They, uh, I don't No, not immediately. I didn't even know we had an armada. Tell me more. So I don't. Unfortunately, I don't have the uh, the details. But or give me give me the no, gist. We, we moved some ships off the off the coast. Yeah, there. he's he's moved some ships a show very of close to North Korea. Hmm. And of course, he ra- rattled his saber too, and it's like, hey, I'll fucking do blah blah blah, swinging his penis as he goes. Yeah, Ugh. he called it a, the he, he called it an armada. That was that was Trump's word. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was like five ships. To be honest with you. I, it was a good word. It worked. It got my attention. I was like, Armada, you say? And <laughs> yeah, when I hear Armada, I think, oh, my God, it's every ship we have. Wow. Yeah, he, and- he said, we are sending an Armada. Very powerful. We have submarines. Very powerful. Far more powerful oh than the God. aircraft carrier that I can tell you. Oh, And that, is that – now, that's just a question I have that is only slightly related. Is he purely pandering to his base – or is he genuinely that inarticulate and dumb? Yeah. Like, his vocabulary is, like, 11 words. Yeah. Like, he is the worst speaker I've heard. Like, there's so much guff that George W. Bush got for being a bad speaker. Trump is just just <laughs> dumb. He's just a dumb dude. And I've come to, like, ponder this. Like, why does he – doesn't he have speechwriters that can, like – you know, punch this up a little bit, make him sound a little smarter. Does he not want to intimidate the people who vote for him? And- oh, you're crazy if you think that's the case. <laughs> well, but I've heard a, a couple. I've heard a couple of um, Democrats and a couple of people in the news say that when they speak to him in person, and you know, no no TV cameras present, that he speaks in complete sentences. It's complete thoughts. He understands the nuances of of some protocol stuff and so there is, you know, the, the public persona and the private persona are. According to some people, very different. Well, one, 
It is so easy to tell the difference when this guy is reading off a prompter and when he's not. Mm. It is vastly different. Sure. He's not a great reader either, no. to be quite honest with you. <laughs> uh, it is so obvious. And he talks like I talk when I am having a panic attack. <laughs> and I can't – and, like, I just – my mouth just starts moving. I don't know what the fuck is coming out of it. <laughs> and, like, I lose words and I'm just like, uh, and, you know, like, we have, like, ships and, like, submarines. It's like an armada. <laughs> you, you know, it's like I just can't get my train of thought together. So I'm going to read you a quote. And uh, in preface to this quote, remember the conversations that I – something I previously said about Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller as well. So the quote mm-hmm. is – there's no point in seeking to convert the intellectuals. Intellectuals will never be converted to our cause. Arguments must therefore be crude, clear, and forcible, and appeal to emotions and instinct, not intellect. Truth is unimportant and entirely subordinate to tactics and psychology. Huh. This was said by PR person, the PR person, uh, Joseph Goebbels. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bannon is wow. – we know Bannon is a white nationalist. We know, mm-hmm. I mean, that that this is going to be something – I don't doubt for a second that Bannon instructed him to tone everything down intelligent-wise and say just simple sentences, as simple as you can make it. No way. He has been talking like this for years, though. I, it's reached a new level of dumb, though, during the presidential – it really no. Truly I think it has. just happened that he's just now he was talking about a subject he didn't fucking know what he was <laughs> anything about. So it's dumbed down and even I, I, more. The, the quote that you read though sounds more in line of like something like what how Stephen Miller talks. Sure. Well, the one time they let mm. him talk, they don't let him talk anymore. But remember he came out, yeah. and he kept his shit simple. Is like you do not go against the president. Every move he makes is great. I mean, that's simply – that's easy to read, to understand. You know, Trump, I'm telling you, he is a fucking idiot. <laughs> I just saw an interview with, with uh, Taron Killam. Remember he used to be on Saturday Night yeah, Live? I, I know him well. And he was talking about when Trump was on the show. And he was like, this guy can't read. He was like literally – he's like, he's like, I'm not even making this up. Like the table reads. Like he just doesn't know how to speak properly. And uh, there was another guy in there who's like, he doesn't get the nuance of a joke, you know? <laughs> I think that, that, I mean, he's, what, 70 years old. He needs reading glasses. So I think can't read is part vanity that he won't wear reading glasses. Almost everybody, it, when they reach age 40, will need reading glasses. Just suck it up and get over it. Yeah, you don't need to tell so him. So you, you don't think he's dumbing it down just to uh, to rile up his, not to in, con- not connect with his base more? One ounce. No? I do not believe that. I don't think he's that smart to even figure out to do that. Well, again, I'm not saying he is, but uh, people like Stephen Miller are very – they're scary guys. He's a nightmare. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that they're instructed not to use a lot of flowery flowery words and, you know, keep it simple, short, and then kind of like sound bites and stuff like that. But Trump, forget it. He's been talking like that forever. Hmm. I I could be wrong. The the, the real answer, maybe it's a little of both. Um, He's not very articulate. He's not terribly intelligent, but he's taking it down a notch further to – I mean, he was picked because he is not articulate. <laughs> I don't believe I, – yeah, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I believe he was picked for that reason. I don't think he – because I can't I, – I can't, like, believe that he would even think that he is not the greatest speak, speaker in the world <laughs> and that the way he speaks is, like, what people love about him. Like, so for them to say to him, like, well, maybe you should dumb it down a little bit for your supporters, like, he'd be like – no, my supporters are not dumb. 
No. You know, they're the greatest. No, I, I they're just, not rich. I think egos. No, they're not rich, so obviously they're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I think Sam Harris, and I, I think I might have brought this up here once before, he was talking about Trump's speech pattern one time on his podcast, and he – and it's exactly what happens to me when I have this panic attack and I'm talking. is like you say something – actually, it's not the same, but you say something ridiculous because you don't know what you're talking about. And because you've said that, you have to keep going forward with that without even thinking. So he used the example of he's like, I met a young woman from Wheeling. Now, why would you say that in a presidential debate? But you, now you've said it. So now you have to say who had a peculiar feeling. You have to finish that thought <laughs> and just keep going on that line. And that's how Trump talks. <laughs> I know it's a weird analogy. <laughs> no, I, I I follow you. I just I can I can. Yeah. I'm still going to have to at least tell myself that it's a gray area. <laughs> like, because I, I can get by the fact that, you know, he didn't, you know, get to where he is on his own merit so much. At least not intellectual merits. Like, I am willing to accept that, you know, other than an enormous inheritance, you know, he got to where he is financially in the world because he is willing to stand on people's throats to get what he wants. Mm. Which he learned from Fred Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I don't think he's made much money on his own. He's made a lot of money, money selling his name. Yeah, absolutely. His brand is popular. And gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that gold. Yeah. So the one thing I wanted to mention, Snopes has uh, the idea that Trump profited off of the missile strike due to owning stock in Raytheon mm-hmm. is uh, unproven. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. He did have stock in Raytheon. Uh, 2015 and 16, but it was really, really low. I mean, we're talking like less than $15,000, according to Snopes. Yeah. Now, was there an investment by somebody that he knew that uh, profited just before the missile strike? Uh, yeah. If only we could see his taxes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I would never say that the whole point of the strike was to make a little money, but it was probably something like, hey, while we're doing right. this. Yeah. Tell Fred. And who yeah. the fuck? You know, the weird part about that is, is like, That was like the last – not even a thought of mine. Like, who constructed the missiles? Who the fuck cares? (laughs) Like, who asked that question and goes, oh, shit, their stock's going up because they did what they were supposed to do? Well, because they're going to make more now and they'll get more money because they have to make more to replace the ones they shot in Syria. I have to imagine that 60 did not put a big dent in our arsenal. (laughs) No, but it it is millions. I mean, there – I don't know how much a Hellfire – Hellfire was it? No. uh, Tomahawk. 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 I don't know how much a Tomahawk goes for, but I'm pretty sure it's over a million a pop. To the internet. I guess so. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't imagine it was that much. Uh, we have to Google that now. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you telling us that costs $60 million? Yeah. I don't even think that's touched upon how much we paid for his trips down the Mar-a-Lago yet. Tomahawk missile. Wow. We've got I don't know. I'd have to do them. math. So 3,500 Tomahawk cruise missiles of all variants with a combined cost of $2.6 billion. Billion. So it's less than a million each. Ah, each tomahawk costs about eight hundred thirty-two thousand dollars. But there's probably some oh, variability okay, depending on how it's outfitted. So Jesus, eight hundred. Huh. Yeah, and it couldn't even destroy an airfield. Jesus. Yeah, eight hundred thirty-two thousand dollars. This cost. Yeah, it cost the taxpayers forty-nine million dollars to do that. That would have paid for art. You know, the um, public broadcasting and endow- national endowment for the arts. All these other things. Just that one act. Did you know that they just did a new study, or math people did? See, I'm talking like Trump now. Math guys. You know those guys, math guys? I'm like a smart guy. If Trump continues the trend that he's doing now with going down to Mar-a-Lago like every other weekend, Mm -hmm. 
by December, he will have beat Barack Obama's entire eight years on taking vacations money-wise. Wow. Sure. Yeah. No, he won't. I mean, at some point when it starts getting stinking hot in Florida, he won't go all the way down there. He'll go Maryland East Coast somewhere probably. So that'll be yeah, a little bit cheaper. He'll make but, stops at other places that the Secret Service will need to secure first before he gets yeah, there. exactly. Well, do you think that he's going down there because of the cold or because he just likes being at Mar-a-Lago? Yeah, a he loves above. Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Yeah. It's Florida this time of year is pleasant. Yeah, but I think he'll continue oh, to go there Florida and just stay inside is. more. That would be my guess. Well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, every other person... Think how many Tomahawk missiles we could have bought by the time he's done. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Anybody have anything else to discuss? No, I'm thoroughly pissed off. Thanks, Ray. Okay, no problem. (laughs) We call this mental. I also feel satisfied and up to date. (laughs) All right, then I think that's all we got for this week. If uh, listeners have any comments or questions, you can leave it on the website, profaneargument.com, or you can email us at godless at profaneargument.com. Also, if you've enjoyed this podcast, there are several ways that you can support it, including uh, joining Audible. You could leave a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, or wherever you happen to listen. You can share the podcast on social media, or you can support it directly by picking up a Profane Argument t-shirt or the like from uh, our Cafe Press website. Finally, I'd also like to encourage you to check out uh, any podcasts on the Soon To Be Named Network, which you can find on SoonToBeNamedNetwork.com, which is also on Tumblr. Uh, you can find a whole bunch of different podcasts that uh made by like-minded people. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. And this is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you. Mm-hmm.